Welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast, the show where we zoom in on the latest tech news, products, and trends. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe. And in this episode, we have our special bonus episode, our Best of Tech 2020 Showdown. This is a series of bonus episodes where Gabe and I will be doing a showdown of the best tech devices. In this episode, we're going to be doing our mobile division, and we will also have a camera and drone division, a smart home division, and a broader entertainment division that includes both gaming and streaming services. This is a March Madness style bracket where we will be putting two devices together head to head, picking the winner and moving that product on to the next round. At the end, we will crown one product, the champion of its corresponding division, and for the final episode of the series, we will be pitching the winning products against each other in an ultimate final showdown to determine the best tech product of 2020. With that said, let's get started with round one. Welcome to the Best of Tech 2020 Showdown, presented by the Pinch to Zoom Podcast. I'm Gabe. And I'm Stetson. And in this round, we have the best smartphones, tablets, headphones, and other mobile devices matching up in a tech showdown of the ages, or at least this year until there's a Gen 2 release next year. Starting off in round one, we'll have the Pixel 5, Pixel 4a, iPhone 12 mini, iPhone 12 Pro Max, Galaxy Z Fold 2, Surface Duo, iPad Pro with LiDAR, iPad Air, AirPod Pros, regular AirPods, Bose Headphones 700, Sony WH-1000XM4s, gosh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> that's a mouthful. Apple Watch Series 6, Fitbit Versa 3, Instagram, and TikTok. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, with that said, let's get into this showdown. Like we said, we're going to be doing it round by round through the bracket. And our first showdown, of course, Pixel 5 versus the Pixel 4a. An all Google game. All Google game. Two phones here. Uh, yeah, I mean, both are great. But really, I think the glaring feature is price point. Pixel okay, yeah. 5, $699 starting price. Pixel 4a. $349. That is pretty enticing. Uh, right? To go, with, to go with the 4A. But However, Pixel 5, what are you getting for that price? So for the extra money you're spending, I think you're getting, honestly, a way better experience. You're getting 5G, which is someone who's in the mobile landscape. That's huge. Like that's basically, it's not future-proofing it, but I think that gives Pixel 5 a significantly longer lifespan than Pixel 4 Definitely depends on the person buying it, you know, like if you're near a city, but for sure, yep. future-proofed right? for right. at least the time being. You're getting fast fingerprint reader on the back. You're getting an extra camera. So you're getting, along with the regular wide angle, you're getting the ultra wide angle camera, which is great, helps with uh, slightly better portrait mode photos. And you're also getting, most importantly, a 90 hertz display. And not only does that help the phone feel faster with the faster, more premium internals, but it provides a way better experience. So I don't know. I think if I were to choose one right now, I think with the camera, the faster display and 5G, I'm going to go Pixel 5. I think that's my best experience. It's a little bit more expensive, but yeah, I mean, it's what, the better $200 phone. $200 more? Is that uh, 250 Uh, 300 Probably $300, $300 more. 300, yeah. 
uh, if you find it on sale, especially. But I mean, you also get wireless charging just to throw that in there. I mean, yeah, I think I think you're right. You know, it does like we like to offer the deal like it's always like, you know, dollar to what you're getting. But in this case, I really think that the Pixel 5 clear winner here. And yeah, the Pixel 4a, if you're going to be on a budget, that's great. But this is best of tech. So yeah, 4a, it's a great budget option for getting a fantastic Google experience. Ultimately, Pixel 5 is the winner here. All right. So Pixel 5 moving on to round two. Up next, we have the all Apple smartphone division uh, or showdown. It's the iPhone 12 mini versus the biggest one, the iPhone 12 Pro Max. Now, this is a, this is a huge price difference here oh, on these devices. Massive, massive difference between the devices. 12 mini, tiny. 12 Pro Max, huge. Price difference, 12 mini starts at 6 no, 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 seven twenty nine, yeah. and the Pro Max is going for one thousand one hundred dollars. Yeesh, yeah, that's, woof, that's costly. Like four hundred dollar price difference here. Well, we're can we talk about. about why these devices are in the bracket to begin with? Yeah, well, why? I mean, the iPhone twelve mini. You're like, okay, so this is Apple's entry. Well, it's not actually their entry level. They have the iPhone SE. Remember that they released in the spring. This is their entry to their flagships. And unlike what they've done in past where they've hobbled that kind of cheap one, they really, it's basically the iPhone 12 just in a smaller package. So you do get slightly less battery life. However, you're getting the new 5G, yep. which ultra wideband, which I mean, um, you can explain how basically you're getting this is. super, super fast data speeds on the Verizon network. Or if you're in an area that is AT&T 5G plus, or you happen to be in one of like the two cities that is T-Mobile 5G. But you're also getting, this is the first, uh, the iPhone 12 series is the first series of iPhones to get 5G uh, signals and antenna bands. And the 12 mini is now the most affordable iPhone that supports 5G. Yeah, and it's right on par with the other flagship phones that also support 5G. So really, it's a winner. Uh, the only thing that maybe for some people would be you don't want that small of a phone, which personally is something that I wouldn't want considering how much I use my phone for, you know, visual stuff and editing that I want slightly bigger to screen. And in that case, someone might opt for the iPhone 12 Pro Max, which beside, you know, getting the bigger screen, you're also getting stuff that you would get in the iPhone 12 Pro as well as the better cameras and the best cameras that any iPhone has. So there is some things to justify that increased price. Right. The Pro Max actually has a brand new sensor for the main wide-angle camera. It's using the biggest sensor ever in an iPhone, which has improved low-light performance and improved detail in sort of dimmer, lower-light environments. And it also now has sensor shift stabilization, so improved uh, handheld photos and smoother video, things like that. And it also has the uh, a new telephoto lens as well. So you're zooming in instead of 2x, 2.5x, which I actually think looks really nice. Uh, but besides those differences, it really is a very similar experience. Well, LiDAR. Between, well, I guess that. LiDAR. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what does that do for the camera? You're getting what? Night mode portrait shots, I believe. Yeah. Better, like better sensing for focus, I guess, and portrait shots. And then you're also getting an improved AR experience, which really at this time, I feel like hasn't been too strongly implemented. Like it's really dependent on app makers um, and developers putting, you know, and utilizing this LiDAR sensor, which is basically, if you don't know, it's just shooting light particles out, getting it back. And so it's, it's, yeah, that's it's what they that's put getting depth data. What so. they put in self-driving cars is what they're putting on drones to do scanning and stuff. So yeah, it gets basically, it can tell you how far away stuff is and helps with better positioning stuff in space. 
So yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, I personally have iPhone 12 Pro Max. You have, and you, oh, you have too many phones. Yeah, we shouldn't talk you, about that. You do <laughs> like the iPhone 12 Mini, so yeah. I feel like this is a. I, I would say iPhone 12 Pro Max, pers- but I, I maybe not actually. Even though it is the one I went with, I think the iPhone 12 Mini goes on because Apple always is going to do their best and biggest phone. Like that's nothing special, but the iPhone 12 Mini is their best and smallest phone and affordable. Right. I think in terms of the impact on the mobile landscape, I think the 12 mini actually is going to have a greater impact because it gives you millimeter wave 5G access at a very affordable price point considering the other phones that are out there. And Apple included millimeter wave across the lineup as opposed to Samsung who reserved it for more higher tier flagship phones. Apple's 5G is in the mini, the cheapest iPhone 12 available. And I think it really is a huge push for Verizon. We had Verizon CEO on stage at the Apple event. And I think this is really going to help mainstream 5G, bring people better performance and better experiences. And I, in my opinion, I think uh, that's just a more important shift across the mobile landscape. Pro Max, like you said, phenomenal phone, arguably the best iPhone Apple's ever made, right? Classic statement. Um, <laughs> but I feel like the camera improvements, I've heard some reviewers saying that it's better, but if you put the photos side by side, sometimes you can't really tell, especially in well-lit environments. So, Well, and even the, the Dolby, what is it, video, HDR video, yeah. like that's only on the iPhone. So you're not really going to get the advantage on other devices yet. And while that's great, you know, it seems like the iPhone 12 Pro Max has a lot of technology that really isn't adopted into the full ecosystem yet. So it like the five uh, Pixel 5, it's future-proof, but it's also like, you're kind of spending a lot of money right now for no real gain. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think both are great. I would personally move on the 12 mini. I just think right. that's a bigger impact. I think that's the way to go. We're going to send on the iPhone 12 mini, so that will make it to round two. Next up, we're moving into kind of our phablet area and really expensive devices with this showdown between two of the hottest and most folding smartphones on the market, the Galaxy Z Fold 2 versus the Surface Duo. Yeah, so I think it's pretty clear which phone's going to move on here. Uh, Gabe and I were talking yeah. about this earlier. I want I want to give a, f- a fight for All right, Surface yeah. Duo. I mean, let's just say here, right off the bat, we both think the Z Fold 2 probably should move on. Yep, Z Fold but 2, undisputed. That being said. I think the Surface Duo deserves a nod, some recognition, because I think what Microsoft is doing is reimagining how you can use a phone. Because the two-screen interface they created, while horribly buggy and unfortunately not very smooth, is a brand new idea and I think has more potential than essentially just getting a tablet in your pocket. Because I think with the Surface Duo, you can multitask more efficiently. You can create so many different use cases and experiences with your phone. And I really feel that even though it's a first-gen product, Microsoft showed uh, what the potential could be for going forward. And in my opinion, that two-screen folding device is a much better, more usable experience than just a tablet that folds up and fits in your pocket. I do agree with that. I, you know, went to a uh, Best Buy store and they had a Surface Duo and I tried it out and it absolutely crashed on me and I walked away looking around. Hopefully no one watched uh, because it was pretty embarrassing. So I do think that the Surface Duo is an awful product. But looking back at last year with the Samsung uh, Galaxy Fold at that point, what it was called, that was, you know, it was kind of the same thing where we're like, this is looks cool. You know, it seems really exciting, but it's just, it's breaking apart. 
and it's not working and not functional. And now look where we are here with the Z Fold 2. And it's, you know, probably the one I think that should move on. I really am hopeful that, you know, next year Microsoft will push out a device that doesn't have an underpowered processor and, you know, has a better software experience overall. But for the time being, I mean, they're, the Z Fold 2 is more expensive, let's just say. It's like $1,800, $1,900. Oh, it's $2,000. Is it 2000 on yeah, the market? Yeah, it starts at 2000 So $2,000 versus 1500 I think, or 1400 1400 for, for, for the Surface Duo. Surface Duo. So that's like $600 price difference we're talking about. But I think if you're going to pay that much money, you want something that works. And the little time I also, in that same Best Buy that I was using the Z Fold 2, it's it's a really smooth device. And like... They 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 took all that criticism and hate they were getting back and mockery, and they pushed it into a really good device and a good experience. Still, I'm not sure if it'd be something I would buy because, like you mentioned, it is just a bigger screen. It's yeah, so it's not really different. It's a huge device. I think what it has going for it is it's basically a tablet. It has six cameras. <laughs> yeah, it's a tablet. Why you need that? Who knows? But you can fit in your pocket, and it actually has good cameras. Unlike the Surface Duo, which basically has a webcam for a camera. And it looks like potato quality. So, yeah, I think in overall use case and experience, the Galaxy Z Fold 2 should move on to the next round. They also had their regular, is it the Z Flip? That was a cool product that didn't make our list uh, just because I think like a regular phone is just going to be better, better camera, better experience. But the Z Fold 2, easily the best folding device it on the market. It also does right have now. 5G, but boom. Not, I don't think it does it have millimeter wave. Yeah, yeah, probably. If For that two thousand dollars, you better be getting millimeter wave be. and six G somehow in the future. All right, so let's move on the Z Fold two also to round two. Now here we are, fully in tablet division, and I just want to apologize to anyone who's an Android or Microsoft user out there. We went full Apple with this one. I'm sorry, but it's iPad Pro with lidar, which is the new one they released this year in, uh, in the spring, versus the iPad Air, which they released in the fall. Now, let's first thing price. What are the prices we're looking at for here? So the iPad Pro starts at I don't know eight ninety nine. No, seven twenty nine. You Sorry. asked me the price. You know, know the price. Set, Why'd you I set, set me up? Set you up for failure. Dave, iPad Pro us. starts for seven twenty nine. I think it is uh, for the one hundred twenty eight gigabyte version, and then we're looking at for the I think it starts at sixty four gigabytes uh, for the iPad Air. And that is going to be, I think, six forty nine. I'm seeing or five forty nine. I'm seeing as low as five hundred. Yeah. Oh, but that's the old one. Yeah. I'm I seeing think it's five forty nine. So five fifty nine. Yeah. Okay. Five hundred fifty dollars. Let's say around uh, for the iPad Air, sixty four gigabytes though, and then seven twenty nine for the new iPad Pro twenty twenty with lidar, and that's one hundred twenty eight gigabytes. Obviously, as the name suggests, the new iPad Pro does have lidar, which we talked about on the the 12 pro and 12 pro max. However, it also has some other advancements and, you know, advantages over the iPad air. Notably the faster refresh. What is it? What do they call it? Screen? Oh, it's a fluid motion display. Fluid motion. You know, Apple always has to put a good name on it. And it also what was the other one that it has. Uh, the, well, it has more cameras on the back. Well, it has face ID too. Yeah, it has face ID. So, so, that's, so that's huge. And it's a bigger, huge it's a bigger tablet so well yeah there's two sizes right you have your 11 inch but even the 11 inch is bigger than the yeah i think iPad you're right Air, slightly I, well no actually i think it's the same 
same size actually the same size but slightly bigger screen i think because smaller bezels right right um but both the air will work with the ipad pro accessories now which is yeah that is very good that apple's done that uh and the pro does have that 12 inch or with 12.9 inch or is it maybe 13 now yeah 12.9 the bigger model uh yeah i mean it's a pretty big toss up here because the ipad air basically came out of nowhere packing huge performance a14 bionic yeah, slams. kind of a better chip, basically. Oh, my yeah. God. It's actually better than the Pro, okay? Like, straight up is better than the Pro. But I think the Pro is offering actually a better experience. 120 hertz display is going to look and feel so much smoother when you're using the device, make it feel faster, more responsive. And I actually think Face ID is better than the Touch ID and the Power Button. It's not only more reliable, it's more convenient because you can use it with your iPad in any orientation. You don't need to, like reach out and like poke the power button to read yeah, your fingerprint t- touch id on an iphone works really well not sure about it on a tablet i don't think it's the move on the tablet and i'm gonna say that lidar is actually a bigger deal than we think as consumers it's basically nothing but i think the but, but on a tablet is it is it really yeah, the I think, move i think the potential like being able to hold the tablet and overlay elements in the real world with an augmented reality experience. I think this is game changing for commercial business, like that industry. Game changing in maybe a year or two. I guess, yeah, I guess it will take time to, to build out. But I think the iPad Pro 2020 just marks the start of this evolution to technology we didn't even know we needed or how it could benefit us. I'm, I'm not so sure about that. I think the iPad Air because of the way this refresh cycle has lined up with you know the years i think the ipad air is the one to go with it's the newest unfortunately like if they had released back in the spring the ipad pro with the new processors that they've uh, dropped into the iphones now that would have been yeah that would have clearly been the one the one to go with because of the price savings that you're getting granted it's only 64 gigabytes true but if you're really, you know, most people I feel like are getting a tablet for like entertainment and, you know, watching stuff. And so much is now in the cloud that the iPad Air feels like the way to go. Also, if you're an iPhone user, you don't have experience with a higher refresh screen. So you're not going to really notice anything going from, you know, your iPhone to your tablet. So if anything, the, the Pro might make your phone look bad. Maybe, I guess. Um... Uh, I guess hmm, I'm actually a little bit torn because I feel well, you the have, iPad Pro. You have an iPad Pro. Yeah, I have the iPad Pro, so maybe I'm a little biased. I, I like I think it's worth it for that better experience, um, but I also think Apple needs to update it because it's going to need the new A14 chip, and it's going to need 5G bands, in my opinion. I think a cellular model with 5G would be sick, and I think... It's pretty much undeniable at this point. The iPad Air is the better buy for most people. Yeah, this is like in uh, sports where you have a team that started off the year super great, doing incredible, and then like a couple of its players got hurt, and you know they just started falling apart and losing their mojo. And then by the end of the year, the playoffs, they just they go out in round one. You know they were the they were the favorite possibly be- beginning of the year, but now n- not so much. So I think. We're going to push on the iPad Air. Yeah, I'll give it to iPad Air for this one. So that's going to go on to round two. That wraps up our tablets and phones. Now we're going on to other stuff, which is headphones. Again, gosh, we are just Apple fanboys. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. But the the mobile division is definitely where Apple is the heaviest. So 
we promise the other categories and other episodes will be less Apple heavy. You will not hear Apple um, in the drone unless edition. you unless you like Apple, and then no, there'll be a lot of Apple in the other episodes too. But in this one, we of course have AirPod Pros versus AirPods, and yeah, that's let let's go. Prices hundred seventy dollars for the AirPods, two hundred and fifty dollars for the AirPod Pros. What are you getting for that increase in price? You're getting active noise cancellation in the AirPod Pros. You're also getting an in-ear design that has a little bit better of a seal, but Apple also engineered it, so it doesn't make a like a too perfect seal. It allows some airflow in so your ears don't feel weirdly pressurized, which is kind of nice. You're getting much better audio quality with the AirPod Pros, and you're also getting something called spatial audio. Spatial audio is basically a surround sound experience that you can have with your earbuds. When you're watching content on your phone, the AirPods, let me let me just quote from Apple. If this sounds like marketing material, it's because it is, but it also reads really well. Spatial audio with dynamic head tracking brings the movie theater experience right to your AirPods Pro by applying directional audio filters and subtly adjusting the frequencies each ear receives. Spatial audio can place sounds virtually anywhere in space. That is awesome, and it continues on to read, creating an immersive surround sound experience. So what it's using is using the gyroscope and accelerometer in the AirPod Pros, along with your Apple device, to basically create a virtual surround sound experience, and it's mapping your head movements in real time, calibrating the frequencies of the sound, all being transmitted over a wireless signal. I think this is just so cool and creates such an immersive experience. I'm I'm not I'm not as sold on this. I have the AirPods and I think they're a nice, you know, I picked them up for $155. You can easily get them now. I've seen them on sale for $130. I think they're the way to go because these devices have the batteries like soldered right to the board, glued all together. You cannot replace the batteries once they go and the batteries are definitely going to go in about a year, year and a half to two years tops is what I've heard from people. Mine are already going after a, barely a year. So I think you don't want to drop a ton of money. And because Apple's also going to be refreshing these every year, it really makes sense. Just go with their entry-level ones that are going to work and do the best for you. I personally haven't used the AirPod Pro, so I guess I'm not. And you haven't either, have no, you? No, I haven't. I wish so I had. neither of us have used the AirPod Pros. My, I should have asked my dad. He actually has them, though I doubt he's even tried out the spatial audio. So I think really we don't have the experience of the AirPod Pros, but... I'm not sold on that whole spatial audio thing, despite the marketing material that Stetson read. It seems like they basically kind of are trying to, you know, justify some reason that, you know, they can price these higher. I do think the noise canceling is cool. Yeah, I, I think it's actually a really great feature. Like, I've heard people uh, say that even just wearing them out in, in public spaces that are crowded, like malls, it really just makes everything quieter, takes the edge off. I know um, Linus from Linus Tech Tips described he would come home and he would just have them in when he was talking with his kids and it would just kind of subtly mute their voices and just take that edge off of that, you know, high pitched excitement that can come um, after a long, hard day of work. It, it can really make the experience a lot better. So I personally think the experience of AirPod Pros is absolutely worth the price Apple is charging, especially if you look at other active noise cancellation earbuds on the market right now. Um, but I can definitely understand the skepticism, especially with uh, the battery really only lasting, let's say, 18 months, and then you're probably going to need to buy new ones. And with the potential refresh of the pros around the corner, I can see how AirPods could potentially be the uh, better buy here. 
Yeah, it's really a close one. This one is the one that's going to overtime. And we should have, we should have like a phone a friend, honestly, like to decide or flip a coin or something. That would have been smooth. But do you have a coin actually handy? Yeah, you do. Let's flip a coin on this one because I think that's really that's what it comes down to. Because if you have the extra money and you potentially want to try out the spatial audio or you, for example, want something that cancels out sound because you're using them in a noisy environment, AirPod Pros are going to be the way to go. If you're just looking for some great headphones for your Apple device, then obviously AirPods are going to be the way to go. And, you know, if you do have an Android device, go with the Android specific one. They'll do the same basic things as AirPods. But for now, we're in the Apple headphone division, earbud division. So let's flip a coin. Heads, it's AirPods. Uh, tails, it's going to be AirPod Pros. All right, here Flipping we go. It. The, yeah. It's in the air. Oh, shoot, and it's far away. And you it way too far away from yourself. It's Tails. Tails, what was that again? I think you said Pros for Pros, that. all right. So AirPod Pros are moving on. Ah, that's, it is such a close thing that that seems fine for me. So finally, uh, other headphones here. We have actual real over-ear headphones with the Bose Headphones 700. And then we have the Sony WH-1000XM4s. Gosh, I think those are just off the bat. Those get, fall to an early, you know, deficit based they on... trip. Yeah, based on their name alone. Uh, their their jerseys are so big to hold their name up that they're just like baggy and falling all over the place. So those they're going to have to dig a serious hole out. Um, but I have heard some good things about them. Yeah, actually... I would I would actually give this W to Sony. Really? Yeah. I mean, you have the Bose headphones. I know. I have the Bose. Here's why. So Bose is right. great. They're known for their comfort. I think their new headphones are reasonably comfortable. I think they have a great modern design. It's different. And, you know, that's going to come down to personal preference. But I was reading that Sony actually supports better codecs for audio transmission. So the Bose will do Bluetooth audio transmission at AAC, but only for iPhone users. So Android users are kind of out of luck there. Whereas the Sony WH-1000XM4s will do SBC, AAC, and LDAC. So I think just you get the added functionality or better audio quality of the Sonys. And I think they're just tuned a little bit better. They have a little bit better noise cancellation. They have a little bit better sound stage and uh, performance. And they have really nice fast charging. So even though the battery life isn't as good as the Bose uh, with that fast charging feature... I think you're going to be up and up and running pretty quickly here. So, I'm going to I'm personally going to give this one to the Sony's Gabe. I'd be curious to hear, you know, if you have any thoughts on this. Um I do know one con to the Sony's is that they only use touch sensitivity for controlling uh your sound or music with your ear cups. And I've heard that uh those touch sensors don't often work as well as the touch ones do on the Bose. Yeah, I th- I think probably I mean I tried the original XM3s on or not the originals but the XM3s the previous gen and they weren't as comfortable as the Bose. I currently use the QC35s because they're just super light and everything. But I know many people who have the uh, WH let's just call them the XM4s and they are very happy with them. I've also I'm I kind of am excited about the fact that they have this smart uh, sensing feature which when you start talking they'll actually reduce the music and they also have a sensor in the headphones. So when you take off the headphones, they stop playing your music, which I have the AirPods and those have that same thing. And I also had a previous headphones, I think which were the Plantronics, like backbeat pros maybe or something like that. That was like eight years ago. And those also had that feature in them. And it's a really cool feature. You don't really think about 
uh, would be helpful until you have it, and it's then you can't live without it because you just it's literally. A, it's an amazing feature. Yeah, I, w- right? I wish my Bose headphones had that. Yeah, so I think the Sony's are gonna get the nod, even though I also, you know, have Bose headphones and love Bose. Yeah. So here's I was just thinking about yep. this. The reason I went Bose is for comfort, and like when I'm putting headphones okay, on, so I want them to swing like back the other way, hug yeah. my ears. But I think the Sony's are a better product. So. If you have the option, they're typically these are the headphones that are on display at most Best Buy stores because they're like. Well, I don't know if you want to go try them on in the current. You definitely situation. don't. But if order both. A time, order <laughs> both. There's, ex- there's extended returns through January 16th or something. I think right now, so order both of them, try them on, wear them a little bit, and send the one that you don't want back. Yeah, I think Bose was just more comfortable for me. They actually angle their ear cups like uh, little triangle wedges that fit very well around my ears. And when I tried the Sony's on, uh, like way back when, it was actually the XM3s. They just, I felt a little bit more compressed for me and just not as comfortable. So, so this one is gonna be going to the Sony's, I think. Even though, like, the Bose is the team we love. They're the underdogs. Everyone's cheering for, but Sony's are just their stacked lineup. They have the big heavy hitters. I don't know what sport we're playing exactly. So they also have, you know, people throwing the long bombs as well as shooting the threes. And they're going to be going on to the next round in overtime. Close decision here. It's a heartbreaker for the Bose fans, but Sony XM4 is going on to round two. This brings us to our final categories, which is kind of a bit of a toss-up between a couple different things. We have smartwatches, and then we also have apps slash social media. So in the smartwatch showdown, we have, of course, another Apple product because, yeah, that's that's just the way to go. We have the Apple Watch Series 6 versus then a Fitbit Versa 4. I have Versa 3. Is there a 4? Versa 3, sorry. Yep. Okay. I, I was trying to pull an advantage and grab next year's model. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm personally, you know, I think throughout this episode, it may have come across that I like Apple's products. Oh, not at all. And I'm going with Apple Watch Series 6 here for a couple key reasons. Uh, the well, first- well, we got to start with prices. Of these. That's that's a good point. So, so for Fitbit Versa 3 is only $179. That's a really great value, especially when you consider that the Apple Watch starts at a grand total price. <laughs> Sorry, the web. Oh, it loaded, loaded me in the finally. education uh, store. I think it starts at $379. I have $399. That actually might be right. That's the 42 millimeter version i think the smaller no, one smaller one and or whatever i for oh, 38 millimeter shoot. version yeah so i think it's 38 and 44 yeah so the larger one i think starts at 430 and then of course you get more fancier finishes and you go up even higher in prices oh it's astronomical so let's say 400 dollars basically for the apple watch so you can get two fitbit versus for the same price as the apple watch why shouldn't i do that and wear a fitbit versa three on each wrist uh, why should I just get one Apple Watch sets in? Yeah, that's a great question, Gabe. And I have an answer for you. Yep. And the answer all comes down to integration. If you're, read- if you're reading their marketing materials again. This is- uh, no, this is this is from me. The integration with your iPhone is incredible. Okay. So I think one of the primary reasons people wear a watch is to get notifications on their wrist, right? You don't have to check your phone. You're always yes. updated. I personally limit mine to just calendar reminders so I'm not distracted. Also text messages just in case I get some important alerts. And I, I pretty much block everything else. All the Twitter notifications, those don't show up. Um, but the integrations are awesome where on Apple Watch, when you get a text, you don't just read it, but you, like, you can actually reply. So you don't have to like whip your phone out. Whereas Fitbit Versa, you're going to be getting a text being like, oh, wow, great message. I need to reply to this. 
and have to go and get your phone out. So it's like, mm, well, what's the point? Then uh, you're also getting some really cool integrations with uh, Apple laptop users. So if you have a MacBook, MacBook Pro, MacBook Air, you're wearing an Apple Watch, you can have your computer automatically unlock when you're wearing your watch. And this is a really cool feature. You literally just open up your computer lid, your computer recognizes your Apple Watch, you get a little double tap on your wrist and boom, you're unlocked, good to go. That has been a really amazing feature, unique to Apple and unique to the Apple Watch. Finally, there's an LTE version of the Apple Watch. Now, this does push up the price a little bit more, but honestly, it gives you that connection, that peace of mind where you can go without your phone, know that people can still contact you. And I think that you know what Apple is offering in Apple Watch Series 6 is a really, really great package. It's one of the best watches available. It's got some of the best battery life on an Apple Watch. It's got a bright display that you can see outdoors. Uh, and it works actually really well with Apple's upcoming Apple Fitness Plus subscription service where you can now track your workouts and uh, kind of compete against yourself uh, in a really cool way. So I'm a big Apple Watch user, big Apple Watch user fan. I love the award system and the, the way you can challenge your friends and um, kind of compete. Right. So that's I, my ramble. I'll let you go enough there. So I'm a Fitbit user. Hi, welcome. Nice to meet you. And Abe, have you heard of the Apple Watch? Dude, oh, you should know. Oh, I've been thinking of upgrading to an Apple Watch for probably the past four years. I bought an Apple Watch Series 5 and returned it before I even, even opened it. And for me, this is really a tough one. I don't even actually have the Versa 3. I have the Charge 3. So I'm even down on the cheaper end. And I think you, you did make some good points there. Like Apple Watch integrates incredibly well with iPhones and the app um, ecosystem there. And like integration is just what Apple does best. They control the hardware and the software. Everyone I, who I've talked to besides you even who owns an Apple Watch loves it. Like I've never talked to one person who's like, eh, you know, it's okay. Like everyone's like, you know, it's the best, you know, experience. I can't, I can't, you know, consider not using it or not having it. That is one reason that I haven't bought one yet because I know as soon as I buy one, I will be stuck upgrading every two, three, four years or whatever the refresh uh, rate is with those. So it is a tough, it is a tough call to go against and a tough battle to go against that. I do think the Fitbit Versa 3 offers a lot of bang for the buck though. Uh, you know, notably it does have, you know, it, actually it doesn't have ECG. That's in the sense, but it, but it does have the, you know, the cardio uh, oxygen sensor built in there, which you know, Apple's making a big deal about theirs, and that might be because theirs might be a better version, but that's okay. The Fitbit Versa has GPS. If you have an Android device, it does have text replies, and you can actually do it with your voice and reply. So this is kind of a whole Apple Android yeah, type thing Yeah, if you're an here. Android, like, there's no dispute. The Fitbit's easily the way to go. Maybe it's the Versa 3. Maybe it's their tier up. The, the Sense. Yeah. yeah, the Fitbit Sense. Um, but honestly, I just think Apple Watch crushes it. I mean, you get complications on your watch screen. You but can... we haven't we haven't even touched into now the Fitbit community, which I think personally the Fitbit app is a lot better uh, experience than the Apple app. The, now there is the one caveat which has made me kind of hesitate on that is Fitbit started doing Fitbit Premium about nine months ago or so, maybe maybe a year ago even now, which is seven ninety nine a month. So I'm not loving that because increasingly they're starting to put more things behind a paywall. And like with these top top tier devices, you you know, you pay $180, you pay $230 for the cents. 
and some of the features are kind of gated. Like there's, uh, I think it's temperature, body temperature, and you can't get that data unless you subscribe to the premium. So you add up one year of premium at uh, what, $8 a month. That's, uh, Let's call it a hundred bucks. Seventy-two dollars, uh, I think. No, more than that. Ninety-six dollars. Yeah, yeah. ninety-six dollars, basically hundred dollars, and then you're looking at, you know, all right, two eighty for the first year, or f- for one Fitbit versus three and premium. So, I'm, you know, I think I, I think unfortunately, I don't want to be called an all Apple podcast and biased, but. Hey, if you you might have to put that branding on you us can, for you now. Blame me. I'm biased. All right, okay. Guys, I love Apple. Just Sign blame me Stetson. Up. All right. Yeah. If you get sponsored by them and I don't because of all my negativity and, you know, trying to be fair and and, and balanced. Level headed. Yeah. Yep. Forget but it. But uh-huh. I think it is going to be Apple Watch Series 6 moving Apple on. Apple Pay. Siri, I mean, Siri on your wrist. Maps. Getting directions. Right, okay. Getting those taps. I'm in love with it. Final game and a showdown of this round. Instagram versus TikTok. This is a big one. Oh man. Actually, this is the one everyone's been waiting for. It has nothing to do with this is actually the first one that's not a tech device. It's software. It's a social media apps. And yeah, what's your snap reactions? Well, this would have been a very different story like two weeks ago before Snapchat or excuse me, before Instagram. Wow, I'm confusing like they all look the same now with stories and everything. But uh, before Instagram published their new update where they moved everything around and everyone hates it. Uh, so I think snap reaction is that I'm I'm going with Instagram here right off the bat, but I think the new update kind of, uh, you know. Well, you personally don't use TikTok that much. Yeah, but there's a big reason why I'm not going for TikTok and maybe we can touch on that. But I'm yeah, I think snap reaction. Instagram is my move. Uh, I would say I think TikTok is the tech pro- has a real chance to be the tech product of 2020. I think you look at how long it has been in the top downloads on the app store, adding millions of users every month. Like it is in- incredible growth and the AI uh, or an, more, not really AI, the algorithm. Oh man, it's so good that they have behind recommending content really is next level. It blows away anything by YouTube, by Facebook, by Twitter, by Instagram, by Snapchat. Nothing compares. It's so next level. I think that's actually almost why TikTok should win. And it's because the algorithm that they built is so next level that it allowed this application to dynamically adjust recommendations based on what market it was in. So it could attune to the US market, to the France market, people in Germany, all over the world, this algorithm would understand, would take in data, understand these users, and give them flawless recommendations that created an addicting but also very enjoyable and crazy popular social media app. Yeah, I I do use Instagram more often. I'm trying to use TikTok more. The main hurdle right now for me using it more is I have an issue of like when I go on it, it's like an hour goes by. And then I'm like, oh my God, I got to do, I got to actually do something real. You know, it's so easy. Like it's almost too good, right? It's scary good. Yeah. Which I think can beg the question, how did it get so good? And this is, this is, I don't want to. Conspiracy lane here. No, no, no. This is so, there was a developer Uh, on Twitter. There's a fan streaking on the field, guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. Yeah. And here's what happened. A developer ripped apart the app, deconstructed it and found out what data TikTok was gathering. 
And this was really eye-opening to me. So it's phone hardware. This includes CPU, number of cores, screen dimensions, DPI, memory, disk space, etc. All the apps you have installed and some apps that you had installed and deleted. So TikTok's actually reaching into your cache and grabbing that. Everything network related, IP, local IP address, router, Mac, your Mac, Wi-Fi access point name. Some variants of the app had GPS pinging enabled at the time. Once every 30 seconds, TikTok getting your location. And they had a local proxy server on your device for transcoding media, uh, but that can be abused very easily as a zero authentication. So there's just a scary amount of data. I was reading another article that they log all of your keyboard taps and swipes in the app, as well as if you start composing a message and then delete it, it will still log the message that you composed and never sent. So if you're wondering how the algorithm got so good, it's because the data feed All right, was so, enormous. So they might be using steroids, but that doesn't change that they win this game, I think. I, I think Instagram, yeah, it's great. It's super popular. You know, a lot of people use it. It ties in with Facebook's big... I'll look, like, I mean, do you want to talk about data harvesting? Like Facebook and... No, I'm sorry. TikTok clearly moves on this round. It, it looks like it's going to be close. And then the second quarter comes out and TikTok just blows it away. Yeah, I think I do have to agree with that, actually. I mean, TikTok did something uniquely new and different. I mean, it was so in the news, the president was going to ban it, like, for most of this year. That's, like, that's when you know something is, like, next-level tech. Or a big problem. Or maybe a big problem, too, right? <laughs> but yeah, I do that, think that it should win uh, for the algorithm and uh, for, you know, it really helped change a lot of people's lives in a crazy way. So it's been a cool creative experience. And Instagram, I feel like, instead of innovating, has been more copying. So... I'm giving it to TikTok. All right. That completes round one. Now we're going on to round two. Uh, we're down to eight products, I yeah. think, right? Yeah, eight yeah. products. Let's do so it. So let's do it. First off, we have our smartphones. Pixel 5 versus iPhone 12 mini. Ooh. Uh, I Ooh. think uh, yeah. both are great. I mean, these are- $650 for the Pixel 5. $729-ish for the iPhone 12 mini. So- very similar prices, you know, only like 70 bucks, 60 bucks more. Yeah, and uh, both phenomenal cameras, phenomenal software experience, great design. Pixel is using the fingerprint reader, whereas iPhone 12 mini is Face ID. Uh, but yeah, I think for me, I think iPhone 12 mini because that's the phone that mainstreamed 5G for a whole lot of users. I think it's still the most impactful phone of 2020. I'm... Are you feeling hesitant now? What are you thinking? I'm feeling hesitant because we did go out and shoot with the iPhone 12 and the Pixel 5. And the photos were instantly more beautiful. And granted, like you could go with the iPhone and edit them. Yeah, I guess that's true. The data was there. But like with the Pixel 5, you could take photos in the night, wherever, and in so many different situations. And it would just, the photos are just, that's exactly how you want them to look pretty much. Well, so. most people won't be doing a side by side. And would you say that, like, would the iPhone photos look good on their own? That that's a good question. And I mean, yeah, once you edit, a lot of people do edit photos. So, and I think most people, a lot of pro like creators, they use iPhone for the apps too, right? Like, what, like, don't the apps work better, like, for TikTok and social yeah, media? Yeah, app like experience. That's one reason I've stayed away from Android. App experience on iPhone is better. They have more apps, and now we have widgets, right? But Google, you do get some great integrations because it's a Google. Like, we're not just talking about any Android phone. We're talking about a Google phone. 
So it's getting, you know, the, the fast, you know, the newest updates, always the best security patches and great integrations with all of Google's like, what was there? We Duplex has Duplex. been phenomenal where you can, the assistant, Google assistant will wait on hold for you and let you know when it's your time to talk to an actual yeah, representative. That's that is super cool. And I also have to say, I love that Google created, um, what is it called? It's like focus mode. Oh my God, I think it is actually just called yeah, focus mode. It so is. it's part of their digital well being. Focus mode lets you turn off access to apps. That's been hugely helpful for me. And doesn't it also have the, when it goes to night mode, like it uh, switches from, you can go from full color to black and white? Yeah, that's also huge. Wow. Maybe user experience. I love what Pixel does. I mean, I, we're both iPhone, mainly iPhone users, but I don't know. I feel like if I had to go, like, which would this, which phone would be best remembered out of this year? Oh, man. I I actually I think iPhone Yeah, I think mini. iPhone 12 cuz the Pixel 5 isn't as huge of a jump over it's the previous. It's unfortunately phone. such a forgettable phone. Like it's a great like, phone. And the software is incredible. It's a magical phone, phenomenal experience, but it's just Google didn't really stand out in any one way. They're not like Samsung putting the 108 well, it megapixel. Does have reverse, doesn't it have reverse wireless charging? Yeah, it does like, for that's the That's pretty nice. Right? It's got like it's a well-rounded package, and it's a really good package. This but is the phone that should probably win, but I, I just think I just feel like the iPhone 12 mini, it could be any iPhone, but the fact that Apple put millimeter wave 5G in their phones this year, I just feel like... That's more groundbreaking. This, and the, it was the mainstream push we needed to get 5G, and I feel like the same was true when we got 4G. I feel like Apple is really a key player in that adoption rate, and getting more users access to this, this new technology. All right. And, uh, well, the, the the fans might say that the refs were biased on this I one. I can hear the boo. Yeah. <laughs> Get some glasses. Oh, my God. Is this a chicken wing that's flying But at me? I think the iPhone 12 mini is going to go on to the semifinals. So congrats to Apple on that one. Next, we have the phablet slash uh, tablet division or showdown, which is the Galaxy Z Fold 2 versus the iPad Air. I just want to quickly point out, you could get two iPad, wait, three iPad Airs four? for the three, price. Three. The, yeah, $550 for the iPad Air, and the Z Fold 2 is $2,000. So yeah, let's just say three iPad Airs for the same price as the Z Fold 2. Yeah, so interesting takes here. I think the Galaxy Z Fold 2 is technically more impressive, like from a technical piece, the engineering behind the hinge the folding display how samsung created that ultra thin glass that is glass that can actually fold um but i think when it comes down to it i feel like ipad air just empowers so many more people with the creativity the apps the tools apple pencil to support being able to hand draw See, things I, I have to disagree here i think that if you're again looking at all right what's going to be remembered more for this year i think the z fold 2 is the one that's going to because I think it's really the first folding phone, maybe that and the Z Flip, that was actually commercially, you know, this is a two thousand. This isn't phone. a beta product. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a two thousand. Think of like if you're like getting an iPad with a keyboard, Apple Pencil, you deck this thing out. I know, I know. You get the top of the line iPad, but Air. you're also not getting five G with that, right? Even if you do get the but is there a cellular, this is like a tablet experience. But you can get a tablet experience with the Z Fold Two, or you can get a phone experience. It's both. <laughs> I think the Z Fold, Z Fold Two, I feel like moves on. 
I I actually think the iPad Air. I mean, maybe I'm biased. I'm definitely biased. Yeah. But like, I actually feel the apps that and like the creativity and the tools that Apple has behind iPad, I feel like is just so it's so much better of a multitasking user experience. And I think it just empowers creatives. And I think, I don't know, I guess if I were to get, if I were to get one of the two, it'd be iPad Air without thinking about it. If I were to say which one is more memorable, then it's the Z Fold 2. So I guess, how do you want to qualify a winning product for this? If money wasn't an option, let's just take the, take the price off the table. Okay. Well, it wasn't, wasn't a factor. Which one would you get? So, well, it's still like, are you, I guess, a tablet in your pocket or are you getting a... I would, I think I would get the Z Fold 2 because potentially that could replace my phone and my tablet all in one. You know, it offers the ability to have your phone, but then flip it out and use, you know, it like a tablet and do some more heavier like spreadsheets and whatnot. It's it is really a close one. Let's go. Uh, I'm gonna flip my phone. You're gonna flip your phone with no, the new I, ceramic I think, shield. I think I can compromise and All go right. Z Fold too. I think this. I, I, I think I it just it now. Marks, I'm almost thinking iPad Air after you said that. Uh, I'm. I think it, Z Fold two kind of marks the point where foldables became a viable option. I guess like I mean it's still I I agree that price is a huge thing, but you take off the fact that these are the you know New York Yankees or I don't know whatever team now has the biggest you know salary cap and just blowing past it right that it's the best you know out there that you're gonna get for any for and it straddles the line between two two you know it's the bleeding edge granted it's the bleeding edge and and i think that's that's just enough to push it to the next round i don't know if it's gonna go any further though because it's gonna run into some stiff competition so z fold 2 goes on that was a close one. Gosh, let's see how the AirPod Pros now fare against the Sony XM4s. I think AirPods Pro, I mean, super $170 versus like No, 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 the Pros are we went with so 250 versus oh yeah, 250, gosh. 350, I think. Yeah. Or maybe 300 on a discount. Yeah, that makes it a little harder for the AirPod Pros to make it. Yeah, I mean, I think the AirPod Pros offer the portability, the wireless charging case, and the seamless pairing experience for iPhone users. Uh, but personally, I've always been an over-the-ear headphone person. I think I want to give this one to the Sonys just because the audio quality you can get out of bigger drivers will trump any audio experience. But maybe it's the overall experience we should be looking at. What do you think? Yeah, here? I would argue that the AirPods, just the ones that I have, the seamless switching between... You know, oh, I have my, even I right now have two iPhones because I just got the new <laughs> 12 Pro Max and I'm still kind of using my old uh, 10s Max. And it's like, I'm, I will go from one to the other. And the AirPods just seamlessly recognize which one I'm using and switch to that one. And then I go to my tablet and it's uh, like, that is a really great experience. And granted, it's a first world problem to have, you know, your headphones not switched when you're switching between your five different devices or whatever. But, I really think the AirPod experience is great. Granted, not everyone though has Apple products. But you can still use AirPods with other but you devices. Don't get the, you don't get that incredible switching. So if we take the switching yeah. thing out of the out of the equation and the spatial audio too, would that also be removed or does that work with? I don't think it also, works. Yeah, I think it's so all Apple. I think if you take those two out, I guess like is that is that wrong to do that? What is a 
Yeah, well, I think maybe it is wrong to do that because you know who's going to be buying the AirPods? It's the people with the, the people product. With the app. And like yeah, you true. should it's not which one should you be buying? I almost think I'm coming around to it. I think AirPod Pros thinking back, uh AirPods in general is just like a cultural revolution where they started out as looking super weird and now I feel like when I was at in college, I feel like most students were walking around uh, with those AirPods. And it wasn't the pros at the time, but I think just the cultural shift that yeah, AirPod Pros caused. And, earbuds. Yeah. All right. And, I, I, and the, push, I, the push for competitors too. Like now you can get multiple different types of wireless earbuds. So. Yeah. All right. I think the AirPod Pros, yeah, you made a good argument. I, the, you know, the XM4s didn't have as big of an upgrade over the XM3s as everyone hoped for, and it wasn't really a huge redesign. So they're not going to be as memorable. Yeah. AirPod Pros move on to the semifinals. Finally, we have the weird showdown of Apple Watch Series 6 versus TikTok. I'm just going to say TikTok wins. Like, it's, That's it. That's It's not a competition, I don't think. Sorry. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, TikTok had, had so much story behind it. We're talking about what's most memorable, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. And I guess what the, what the best tech... I mean, Apple Watch is the best watch, but I feel like TikTok is... This just, is just an unfair competition. It's just People a, are like, yeah. why are we having the Little League team play against you know, an MLB baseball team, right? It, it's like not even the same league. So yeah, TikTok moves on. That brings us to our semifinals now. And yes, also presented by our sponsor, Pinch to Zoom Podcast. Wow, that's what a coincidence. But we have left, still left in it just to recap, iPhone 12 mini, Galaxy Z Fold 2, AirPod Pros, and TikTok. Who would have, who would have expected us to be here? Two Apple products, Samsung product, and then a TikTok. And Chinese. then a TikTok. Uh, I, some people would say a CCP, Chinese Communist Party product, but that's up for debate. All right, let's start with the smartphones. Starting it off at the top, iPhone 12 mini versus the Galaxy Z Fold 2. Of course, price, biggest thing. <laughs> and Huge difference. You could get two iPhone 12 minis for the same price as Z Fold 2, $750 or $729 versus $2,000. So is this even a competition or... I I actually paused here. My thinking was that the Z Fold 2 is is such a new piece of technology that you know maybe it is the best of tech. Like this is the apex of tech in 2020, a foldable device that we can use with bleeding edge technology. But does it have I still think, you know, you can put out the coolest, you know, there's an intersection of all right, this technology is new, this technology is super expensive, but is the use there? Yeah, I guess you're right. I think and are people using it or is it just, you know, kind of sitting in Best Buys and looking cool and having people like me try it out and, you know, being in ads and stuff and tech reviewers talking about it and, you know, showing it off in pics because it looks so cool. But can we can we copy and paste this segment in the very first argument when we were debating this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I, I do think that, you know, you bring up a great point that iPhone 12 mini is going to have a larger impact on more people with not only 5G, which I've been such a big fan of this whole time, but just with the better cameras and the computational photography that Apple is doing. And, you know, we didn't really get into it, but what they're doing with HDR3, with uh, their night mode and with their, oh, no, what do they call it? It's the, um, like, enhances the images, but it's a... Uh, oh, yeah. Gosh. You know, it's that special, specific term that we both can't think of. Yeah. Um, but it's like... You know what it's called, everyone, yeah. But I, I agree that, you know, iPhone 12 mini is bringing the best of the iPhone down under $800 and bringing it into a smaller size, which is 
something that I don't need, but something that a lot of people really like. So I think it's going to be iPhone 12 mini iPhone 12 mini. It is going on to the finals. Now we have another Apple product, uh, the AirPod pros versus TikTok. This is, it's a tough one, but I, I think TikTok wins. I think it's crushing it right now. It's just on a roll. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, like, what is the... And this, this, this like, might be a little unfair that we put in a social media app It's a there. cultural revelation. Like, I think AirPods were a, cult, a cultural revelation, and it was really cool seeing those Revolution come out. Revolution or... Yeah, revelation, revolution. Both, both things, maybe. Um, yeah, I think AirPods were maybe two years ago. But they were was... sweet, yeah. And I, I think 2020 was really just the year of the TikTok. Like, I feel like so many people bonded and connected at home with making TikToks, with connecting with other TikTok users, reacting to content, uh, sharing more content than ever before. Learning fun dances or not learning them. Yeah, unlearning them, trying their best. And um, I I think that it's, yeah, Yeah. I think TikTok should go on. Final round. Final, okay, so that brings us... Ladies and gentlemen, here we have the final showdown. Uh, Deep fusion. That was that was the name of the talk. <laughs> great, great timing on that. I, was, I needed to get it out. You should have waited till I got. To, we got to talking about the iPhone 12. But that brings us now to our finals: iPhone 12 Mini versus TikTok. This is. I mean, basically, you can boil this down to the new. Or sorry, wrong order. You can boil this down to 5G versus the new social media. Wow. Uh, yeah, I guess it's, so. It's, it's actually, like, this is a really good show. It's almost meta. I mean, because you could have the new social media that's using 5G. On your iPhone 12 mini. Right? Whoa. So what's what's better? Is it the app that empowers you to create or the phone that you're using to create on the app? Yeah, well, which came first? Well, the phone came first. The phone first. 100% came first before we, the app. Like, literally the know. app wouldn't exist if Apple hadn't created their but there ecosystem. But there are other phones out there, too. But that's that's also very true. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. This that's is true. a tough one, though. I'm best of best 2020 of tech. I mean, tech. do we... T- TikTok, it just feels wrong to have a social media app win our mobile division, but it's just crushing it. I mean, it was such a cultural revolution i've said that like four or five times we have a counter don't turn that into a drinking game but like i feel like this is it's the best of iphone and it's the best of social media pitched against each other yeah i'm really i'm at how, a loss how, a- how after we, this many rounds i have almost nothing left to say how do we distinguish this like what what would qualify like best of tech what like what does that mean? I mean, mean? TikTok's free to use as long as you have a smartphone. It's accessible to everyone, except for you're selling your all your data and stuff to the Chinese Communist Party and you know whoever else is looking at it. iPhone 12 mini, seven hundred dollars. You know, if you're not an Apple user, you're not gonna want it. This is this is a tough one. I'm leaning towards TikTok, but I'm also trying to like balance against that and you know see my my way that I've I've been leaning the past couple of rounds yeah, of just I mean, sending TikTok through. But I, I here here's like one thing to consider okay. is TikTok is one social media platform. Whereas iPhone 12 mini, you can use all the social media platforms and you're getting it unlocks a lot more. A lot unlocks so much more creative potential for photo capturing, for getting the ultra wide angle, night mode shots, computational photography, five G the deep fusion that I pulled up, go. mistimed and I think that the connections you can have with FaceTiming, right? Like being able yep. to 
see your friends and family face to face. I mean, the smartphone is like the central product of the smart home of your and really everything like the smartphone has become the number one product that you use. So having a good smartphone is the way to go. And the iPhone 12 mini, even though that's the one product we have, it's kind of representing like the iPhone 12 as well. So I I feel like I could live without TikTok, but I couldn't live without my iPhone. Right. Like, but I I mean, if, well, if you're forced to use Android, like you could, you could live without. No, no, no. Like my phone, I guess is more of a broader, like we have right now a phone versus an app. Okay. I, yeah, I can, I can see both arguments. I can see both sides. Do we have any way of figuring this out or I think I'm leaning towards iPhone 12 mini right now. And I don't know if that's the right decision, but I'm leaning towards it just because I think it empowers more people and it creates the meaningful social connections that people are looking what? for. And I think TikTok. <laughs> this is this is this is Apple is going to be using this as their. Yeah, you want to take those marketing. quotes? Out? I can type this up for you if yeah, you want. No, Apple no, they're not. That's that's not what we want. No, I I really this is a tough one. I'm struggling, but I'm leaning towards TikTok. Why Why do you feel TikTok should win? Because I feel like next year there will be another iPhone. And the year after that, there'll be another iPhone. Well, we already got another TikTok. I, feel like, I mean, have you seen what Instagram's doing? I feel like this is kind of an unfair competition, and maybe it's going to lead to TikTok possibly taking it all. But I, I, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe because of that, the refs on this one are going to have to step in and say, "No, TikTok, you're disqualified." Maybe that's what it is. I think. After all this, I think TikTok disqualified for cheating. They were banned yeah, in they, India. They were they were cheating. I think They've that's what, I think that's what we come down to. TikTok, sorry. But we are going to have streaming services in here. How are those going to compete? You know? With what? I don't know. Later in the entertainment division. Yeah. All right. I think that's our final ruling. It's TikTok. We know you were stacked, but it was a little too good to be true. There was You were banging on the cans. You were stealing (laughs) signs and stealing a little too much of our user data. So, sorry. uh, Bye, you know, judges rule by verdict of the pinch to zoom uh, best of tech 2020 federation. Yeah, we've got to get our manual in here. Look, if you get iPhone a page- 12 mini, you're going on to the finals. Congratulations. Wow. Fans go wild. Here in the back, I'm, I'm going to probably put streaming in the background. I might not if I don't have enough time. But yeah, that, that wraps up our best of tech first round episode. iPhone 12 mini making it on in that really close. You hate to see it. Uh, it was a nail biter say it, say it finish. Ain't so, Joe, Barry Bonds type moment there. But yeah, that's it for this episode. We'll be back in our next bonus episode coming out next Saturday, where we talk about the best cameras and drones. Oh. And remember, you can listen I'm to these be so episodes for this. early if you support us on Patreon. We're giving Patreon members early access. There will be a link in the podcast description, and if you're listening on YouTube, it'll be there as well. But yeah, as Gabe mentioned, that's going to be it for this episode. Get subscribed to the Pinch to Zoom podcast so you don't miss our other bonus episodes. And we finish out this epic series showdown, the best tech of 2020. Either way, that's going to be it for this bonus episode. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe. And we look forward to catching you in the next round.